Welcome to Mox on the Mic, your exclusive look into all things Chattanooga athletics. Here's your host, Chris Goforth. Mox on the Mic, back with you for another week, and it's time for us to talk a little bit of Chattanooga golf. Head coach of the Mox, Blaine Woodruff, is going to join us. We'll also visit with student-athlete Sam Espinosa. How about Chattanooga golf, by the way? Off to a fantastic start to the fall portion of their season. They have notched victories in their first two events this year, and they've beat some really good teams uh, in the process. So looking forward to today. We'll visit with Sam coming up in a few. Let's start with the head coach of the Mox. Here's our conversation with Blaine Woodruff. Well, Coach, first off, congratulations on two wins to uh, to start the year. Kind of, kind of take us through these uh, what these last two weeks have been like for you guys. Thanks, Chris. Um, obviously, it's 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 a great way to great way to start. Um, but you know, it's it's really just a testament to to our guys and how hard kind of they worked um, this summer. I mean, they they came back ready to go. We had we had a really competitive qualifying uh, for for both events, um, two different lineups and, um, the guys just went out there both events and, and competed and kind of focused on just controlling what, what we could control as a group. And, um, the results just came. So really happy for them, but, um, you know, now it's, it's about not getting focused on, uh, rankings or the future and just kind of continuing to do what we can day by day to, to get a little bit better and, and building off of that how do you judge success? And I ask that because look, you're coaching a sport that has a, a team score, but also individual scores. It's possible to have an individual do really well, but not do well as a team. How do you judge that? Yeah, it golf is such a hard game. Um, and, and that's a, that's actually a really good question. I, what we try to do really is, is, to judge our success based off of like controlling what we can and, and our commitment level and our process level and, and our routine and the things that are in our control, um, which sadly, as much as we want it to be, uh, results aren't in that part. Um, as golfers, we, we want to try to control what we shoot and, um, control the results, but, but that's one thing that you can't, you can, you can control the things that give you your, your best chance to, to have good results, whether that's individually or as a team, but, um, you can't control the result itself. So, um, kind of something that I always preach to, to our guys is at the end of the day, if we can, if we can lay down, uh, and, and our hotel beds on the road and, um, know that we did everything we could to, to give it our best that day and control what we could, um, then it doesn't matter what the result is. We can, we can live with that and move on and get ready for the next opportunity. You guys have been able to get wins this year over some, not some, a lot of power five squads. Is that something, do your guys think about that? Does it, do, do you notice the, the intensity maybe gets ramped up just a little bit when they know the, the field has a, a Texas A&M or a Cal or a, a Louisville or somebody like that in it? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're always fun to beat, but at the same time, Chris, I mean, we, we were right there at, at NCAAs last year. And so our, our guys feel like they belong, you know, like it's the, the mid-major kind of label is just, it's just a, a title. I mean, we got, we got five guys too, just like they got playing and um, our low four scores count every day too, just like them. So 
um, it, they feel like they belong and, and yeah, they, they cherish that, uh, opportunity a little bit to, to kind of beat up on the big name schools. But, um, at the same time, we, we, we feel like we belong with those guys and, and, and we can beat those guys day in, day out. Paul Conroy won the Southern Conference Golfer of the Week last week. Uh, a little bit about Paul and kind of his, uh, for a guy that he wasn't in the lineup for that first tournament, right? Yeah, you're right. So we, uh, I, I think we've talked about it before on here, but um, we, we don't do coaches picks. A, a lot of schools will do coaches picks for qualifying to see who travels for the event, but our low five guys go and it's, it's kind of part of our culture, just just about earning it. Um, you have to earn it every day. And um, Paul would be the first to say that you know he he didn't play well in the first qualifier and he didn't deserve to go. And so it was um, really interesting to see. Like you know, I as a, as a coach, I felt like I knew how he would respond, but it was really cool to see how he responded. And um, he actually texted me that night. And he said, "Coach, this won't happen again." Um, he's like, "I'll be there for the next one." So he ended up winning the next qualifier. Uh, he worked his tail off and um, obviously was was ready to go for Cincinnati and, and finish low man on the team. So super proud of him. I mean, that's that's a that's a piece of adversity there. He had the he had the battle and you've got kind of two routes that you can choose. You can you can kind of run from it and, and complain and hide or you can you can take it head on and um, try to try to use that as a learning experience and figure out how to get better. And that's what he did. And I'm really happy that that the results came for him this week after after his kind of um willingness to to fight through it and, and get ready for the next week and get ready for his next opportunity and take advantage of it I feel like the expectations for him have been really high since he got here uh how good is he what is the ceiling for for a guy like Paul Conroy well, the ceiling's really high. Um, he he he's a great player. Something that he's gotten so much better at over the last year is a short game. I mean, that was when I first got here. That was by far his his weakness, um, and he's worked really hard on that. Um, it's been frustrating at times for him, I know. But um, this week he made he made three bogeys, which I think might have been the fewest in the field at, at Cincinnati and. Um, two of them were three putts. So, I mean, he basically got up and down every single green that he missed. And, uh, man, that just takes a lot of pressure off your game, off your off your ball striking. And, um, you know, I, I think that he's he he went from kind of being maybe a little scared when he missed the green and he wasn't going to get it up and down to kind of embracing the fact that his short game so good now. And um, that's what it takes to to play at the next level. And so, um, yeah, he's his ceiling's really high. And and I think his his confidence is continuing to build. And um, so, yeah, just taking it a day at a time and, and, and trying to get better. We're going to talk with Samuel Espinosa here in just a minute. What do we need to know about him? <laughs> Sam, Sam's awesome. I mean, he's he's our uh, he's kind of the jokester on the team. Um, he's he's really, really lighthearted, but uh, you get him on the golf course and and he's a competitor and he he's another one that's that's really worked hard to um, improve, not just physically, but, but mentally on the golf course, kind of how he approaches, how he approaches rounds, taking pressure off of himself and, and really kind of taking it one shot at a time and, and focusing on, on what he can do um, to give himself the best chance to, to have good results without, you know, trying to control those things, kind of like we talked about earlier. And um, he, he's really kind of found, his way of doing that this year. And, and I think the 
the results of, you know, winning Aaron Hills and um, finishing, I think, fourth at, at Cincinnati, that that kind of speaks for itself. So um, it's just the beginning for him. But, um, yeah, really, really excited about about what he has in store for this year. Has there been a surprise? I mean, you've got guys that have played a lot of golf for you. Uh, has there been a surprise out of this group? Um, I, I, I wouldn't really point out to anything individually. I would just say how, how deep we are as a team. I mean, it just, our, our first two qualifiers, even the guys that were at the bottom, we're not, we're not that far off from, from qualifying. So, um, that's exactly what you want as a coach. I mean, our, our, our qualifying at home is, is competitive and, and our 10 guy is, is pretty close to being in the lineup. So it's like, they're pushing each other and, and everybody knows whether, whether like, I mean, for example, Paul, I mean, he, he's, he's been an all conference guy for two years and, and, and doesn't qualify for the first event. Um, and, and why that, while that might not be, um, the, the most exciting thing for him to, to, to miss an event to, to start the season, I think he would agree now that it was probably the best thing for him. And so having guys around you that just push you to be the best that you can be every single day, um, that's been, that's what you want as a coach, but you never know exactly how it's going to go. And, and that's how it's been this year. So, um, this, this is a special group and, and I feel like these guys will continue to push each other, but, but also have each other's back and encourage each other and be there for each other when, when times are good and when times are bad too. So, um, really, really special group we got this year and, and really looking forward to, um, the future with these guys. I know you want to win at, at every opportunity, but when you do you approach the fall differently than you will approach the spring um not much i i mean the it, it it all counts as far as kind of our our record and our ranking and what goes towards making postseason i mean the the fall we we might have a couple more individual spots so where we can get guys some playing time that maybe wouldn't have it um come late spring and and really, by the end of the spring, our, our lineup is is somewhat uh, pretty set, um, but it, it doesn't really change a whole lot. <clears throat> I mean, it's it's just as important, um, but really just trying to think kind of long term instead of short term. I mean, it's been great that we've won these first two events, but um, really trying to kind of peak for for when postseason comes around and, and learn what we can about each guy on the golf course, especially the guys that maybe haven't had as much tournament experience as others um using that and and creating a plan of how to get better and just build as the year goes on you guys have got a i guess a little bit of a break here before the the firm and intercollegiate which starts on the 22nd of october what's the itinerary like for you guys between now and then uh over these next you know three or so weeks yeah so last week was pretty light gave them gave them basically the whole whole week off after we got back from cincinnati just because we we do have some time here um, and then we're going to, we're going to slowly start building up kind of from today. Uh, we, we won't start qualifying until probably the 13th of October, once we get a little bit closer to Furman. So, um, just focus on kind of some, some development time. We got going really fast this year. Um, part of that was the Aaron Hills event was, was pretty early after school started, but it was also a great event. So we felt like we couldn't really turn that down the opportunity to go play in that. Um, but now we actually have some time to kind of dig in. Um, both both in the weight room and and at practice as far as kind of developing and getting better and and working with each guy and and so that's going to be kind of our focus for the next probably two weeks and then uh, 
then they'll get a chance to kind of show off and and compete at qualifying and 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 we'll see see what lineup we got for for Furman. You mentioned uh, being in the weight room. Can you just talk a little bit on your philosophy from a strength standpoint, I guess, and and what you're trying to achieve with these guys or what you want to see them achieve when they get in the uh, when they get in the weight room? Yeah, so I mean there's there's kind of two two parts to it. I, I mean ever since Tiger came on the scene, I mean fitness has become a big deal in golf and um so coach P Jerry Pacetti our, our strength coach has done a fantastic job um with our guys doing a lot of um sports specific kind of golf training stuff, so rotational stuff and um explosive power stuff with our guys and and both myself and, and my assistant coach, Nick Robinson, we're, we're in there with the guys working out at 545 in the morning with them twice a week. And um, that's kind of one of our things. It's like, we're, if we're going to ask them to do it, we're going to do it too. It's, it's, it, we're, we're all on the same team and and we're all a big family here. So uh, it's fun. I mean, we get in there with them and, and, and throw, throw weight around and uh, give each other a hard time in there. And, and, um, but the second part of it is, you know, doing something that you might necessarily want to do. I mean, not many people want to wake up at, at five 15 to, to go to workouts and, um, you know, unfortunately, or, or fortunately, that's, that's something you got to learn how to do. There's going to be things that you want to do that, um, or you don't want to do that you have to do to, to get better. And that's kind of the second piece of it too. So, um, you know, doing it as a group, it, it's been, it's been pretty cool and, and coach P is fantastic at, at what he does. And, um, our guys are just continuing to get stronger, um, from a, from a physical standpoint and, and mentally too, just having to be in there week in, week out and, and kind of bring it and, and be competitive in another area outside of the golf course. Um, I, I think that as competitive as we can be in every single area, it's, it's only going to make us better. You've got two events left, the Furman Intercollegiate, which is the one we just talked about. And then the very next week, you, you head to Alabama for the Steelwood Collegiate. A little bit about the competition you're going to face with, with these two events. Let's start with Furman, but um, a little bit about the competition that that you're, you guys are going to see. Yeah, so Furman Furman's actually the only event on the schedule that we had on last year's schedule. So um, it's the only one we're, we're returning to as, as defending champs. Um, Texas A&M will be there this year. Um, and then there's, there's some other solid teams as well. So, um, you know, we're, we're going to have to, we're going to have to bring it, but it's a golf course that I feel like suits us really well, um, that we obviously played well at last year and, and we know how to play. Um, and then Steelwood, Alabama will be there. Um, that'll be our first time seeing them this fall. So I know our guys are, um, excited about that, but, you know, at the same time, like with every event, it's not, our focus is never just on one team and it's really not on anybody other than ourselves. Um, if, if, if we start focusing on, on who we want to beat, um, that, that kind of takes away from, from what we're doing and, and kind of adds a, a little bit of a mental distraction. So the plan stays the same. It doesn't matter the field. Um, it's just doing what we can and, and trying to bring our best and, and seeing where that stacks up at the end of the day, but two good opportunities to, to end the fall and, um, I know our guys are excited and, and, and they'll be ready. Where is Loxley, Alabama? Uh, just outside of Mobile. A little bit of a road trip then for you guys. A little, little, little bit of a ride to get there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It'd be a good one. What, what do you look, what do you know about that course? You guys haven't played there before. Uh, have you started homework on 
figuring out a game plan for how to attack it? Yeah, always doing homework. I uh, actually played. I played in a junior golf tournament out there a, a while back, but they've they've redone the course since then. Um, but it, it's it's a it's a good golf course, hard golf course. Um, so it'll be it'll be a good test. It'll it's actually one one event where we'll we'll kind of get a practice round and a half. So we'll we'll actually get to play the day before the practice round, probably nine holes. So we'll get another look at it. Um, so. Yeah, doing doing what I can from here and 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 trying to kind of implement that into how we how we practice and prepare as far as getting ready. And then um we'll have some time down there to to get used to the course itself and the grasses and kind of how it's playing. And um then yeah, we'll we'll just go from there. Coach, a great start to the season. We'll look forward to catching up with you again uh sometime before the uh before the start of the new year. But uh, appreciate the time and and good luck to you guys. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate you. Thanks to Coach Woodruff, as always, for the time. Here's Sam Espinosa, who has been extremely consistent this year in his performance for Chattanooga Golf. Sam, appreciate the time, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for hanging out with us for a little while. Tell us first, I want to hear your journey of how you ended up at Chattanooga Mock. Okay, this is a long one. Uh, so when I first got to America... I actually signed for Eastern Sea State and I spent there my first two years and then uh, things didn't go well with the coach. Uh, we just didn't have the same goal. So I transferred uh, to a small uh, D2 school because like it was too late to transfer to a big uh, D1 school. So I spent there one year and then as soon as I got there, I put myself again in the portal transfer and talked to the old coach uh, and then when Blaine got the job um, I signed with him and yeah that's how I ended up in Chattanooga where is home at Spain so quite far from here but it actually has a lot of uh, similarities um, with Tennessee like the countryside and all that is pretty similar so, yeah. What age did you start playing golf? How old were you? Um, about three years old. I started with my family because my whole family plays golf. So I started going with them to the golf course when I was, yeah, I'll say about three years old and kind of like start from there. When did you realize, was there a moment when you thought, hey, I can do this and, and get an education and see the world? Uh, so about when I was like 14, 15 years old, um, I started being part of the national team. So I started traveling internationally and all that. And then one of my coaches told me that, that in America, there was that, this opportunity of like study and play golf at the same time. So I work hard for it and my goal was to like get a scholarship here and play D1. So yeah, that, that goal was achieved. So. Well, you've certainly had a, uh, you've certainly had a ton of success. What's your favorite course? I mean, look, you've, you've played in Spain, you've played in America, you've been a part of the national team for Spain. I'm, look, you've, you've seen your share of golf courses. Have you got a favorite? Um, 
If I have to choose one, I'll choose the one back home, my home course, Pedreña, just because all the history has, like Sevi Valesteros been there, um, the views to the ocean and cliffs and everything. Uh, but I mean, if, if I have to pick one, that would be the one. But I mean, when I play the when I play in Japan, the course we play there. It felt like we were playing in the jungle, so it was pretty cool. Erin uh, Hills uh, a few weeks ago, that was a pretty good setup. Um, yeah, I wouldn't know which one to pick besides the, the one at home. What's the strength of your game? What do you feel like? What does Sam Espinosa do well? Uh... I hit it pretty far, so I think I can have some sort of advantage with my driver because I normally hit it pretty straight and pretty far, so it's easier for me to get to the green than the rest of the guys. So what what's the what's the typical drive off the tee for for Sam Espinosa? Uh, normally carry around 310, 315 yards carry. Uh, and then with the roll, like 330, I'll say, yeah. Good start for this season for you individually. Good start to this season for you guys as a team. Uh, take me through these last two weeks and, and what it's been like for you guys in competition. Well, as a team, we pretty much have the same lineup with the addition of three new guys that pour like a lot to the team. Um, we just the the only thing we try to do every day is just uh, push each other in and out of the golf course. Um, we treat us uh, coaches included like family. So whenever whenever somebody's struggling. The whole team is there for that person, and we we just put a lot of work uh, in the golf course and a practice, and I think it just kind of like paying off. Kind of like last season as well. At the end of the last season, we saw a huge improvement on the team, and we kind of like did the same thing in the beginning of this season. So the first two weeks. We we won back to back and we felt like before the tournament started, like we had a huge opportunity to win each week and we took it. Yeah. You um you seem to have been very consistent in your play to start the season. Would you agree with that? Do you feel like you've you found some consistency in your game and, and how you're hitting the ball? Yes. Um, I mean, it's it's been pretty good. Uh, top five and a win. It's, I mean, it's all you can ask. Um, it's definitely, like, especially the win hit different because um, I'll say, like, a month and a half before that, uh, I changed coaches, like the swing coach. So we were just you swing more consistent for like the future. Uh, and the struggle was real 
and but we put a lot of work and yeah i mean so far pretty consistent pretty good so the only thing i can ask is keep working same direction and go for it there's a lot of people listening to this sam that like to go out on a saturday or a sunday and play golf somewhere as a guy who plays a lot and plays competitively what advice do you give for the guy that likes to go out and play nine holes or 18 holes on the weekend every now and then uh to be fair just have fun because it's definitely something that when we are out there we like we have some lack of it and sometimes when you have fun you do better than when you have um, a lot of pressure you're not like enjoying it so for them i would just say have fun enjoy what they're doing and just spend some time out there because i mean it's a beautiful sport to like disconnect from work or whatever and yeah it really is a sport that you you get out of it what you put into it, right? I mean, the the way you get good is you have to put in the work and the hours and the time, whether it's at the driving range, on the putting green, or just playing rounds. But that's how you get good at this, right? Yes. Uh, you have to put a lot of sacrifice into it and, I know, and like work ethic. Uh, because, I mean, you need to practice a lot and you need to, like, spend, like, pretty much every day working. Uh, but that doesn't, like, promise you that you're going to do well. So by practicing and, like, being there and being consistent, like, gives you more possibility to, like, do good than the rest of the people that don't work as hard. So, I mean, only thing you can do is what you can control because there's a lot of things that you cannot control. And just, like, be disciplined, get a good nutrition, work every day. And that's pretty much all you can do to do good. What's your major? Uh, sociology and business. Tell me about your goals. What do you want to do after after you finish at UTC? So, obviously, the plan A, um, it's play professionally here in the States. If that thing doesn't work out, I'll, I'll look other, like, ways to do it, like playing in Europe or South America or Canada. Uh, but, yeah, like... At this point, like everything, I'm not talking just for myself or like every single guy that's on my position right now. Like we work so hard that it's it wouldn't be like fair for us and for all the people uh, that's behind us that not giving a shot to like play for professionally. So. Sam, I appreciate the time today and uh, look forward to following you uh, through the rest of the fall and into the spring, and maybe we can do this again before the uh, Southern Conference Championships. That would be awesome. Thank you for having me. 
Thanks to Sam for his time as always. And again, thanks to Blaine Woodruff for being with us as well. Looking forward to seeing what these guys do. Two more events left in the fall, and then you get into the spring portion of the schedule. I think there's a lot of excitement around Chattanooga Golf. Make sure you support these guys. You can learn more by going to GoMox.com. We'll be with you again next week. I'm Chris Goforth. Until then, for our producer, Tate Johnson, so long, everybody, and go Mox. Thanks for listening to Mox on the Mic. Please remember to rate, subscribe, and review, and we'll see you again soon.